Hello all and welcome to episode 109 of the Hillcrest Duo being recorded on a Friday. It is, what, December 27th? Yes. The 27th, 2019, as this decade comes to a close. I am Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. I am joined by Metal John. And you can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. And not only are we at Metal John Radio's house, well, actually, that's about it. We're at the Batcave. I wanted to make sure everyone know we are at the Batcave. Yes. So you may occasionally hear a kitty yes, or a the, phone call. Yeah, the cat, uh, she likes to cry a little bit. Uh, not not so much cry, but wants attention. Yes. So she's going to hear us talking, and she's going to assume we are talking to her. So, yes. of course, she wants to be part of the conversation. Just so everyone's aware. But we it is episode 109. And it's been a spell since we've last spoke, but we always do like to get together at least once a month. And we want to talk about the biggest release of the past month that happened on the 20th, Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, we got uh, we we both went to go see it um, opening weekend. I, you um, saw it opening night, probably at yep. the old man version of the midnight showing, since there mm. really are no more midnight showings. Yeah, it seems like it's all like 5, 6 p.m. I think uh, Rise of Skywalker, I think the first showing was like 6. I went to like the 7. So. The only time I can think of there being a midnight showing recently was Spider-Man. was the last movie I can think of that only had the legitimate, if you want to see this the first day as soon as possible, you have to be up till midnight and then stay awake the two and a half hours through this movie. Yeah, it's... they got they've gotten rid of those because the people who have the money that used to do that when they were young are now old, like you and me. I'm not old. Yeah, you're only 27. Yes, just like last year when you were 27. Yes, and next year when you turn 27. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but... For those of us who are in our mid 30s. We need to have the six o'clock showing, but we still want to see the movie early. But we both saw it. I saw it Friday morning at 8.30 at a matinee. And I suppose we should at least at least start with our overall thoughts. Because at least critically, while not being panned, it is not well received. It's no, no offense to Selena, it's no cats. But <laughs> it isn't the best of the saga. Yeah, it's uh I would I would for the for part of the uh, criticisms out there I do agree with not all of it though. I I would say out of the the latest saga. I'm going to call it the JJ Abrams saga cuz he did two Even of the three Ryan, movies. Ryan Johnson did one. Yeah, he, he he did two of the three. Um the first one. Yeah. was the best. Yes. Um and I would even probably I would say this one was probably the second best. I think I like this one more than the Ryan Johnson one, you see, the I, middle one. I think it goes um, uh, seven, eight, nine in my estimation. But okay, I, I'm going seven, nine, eight. But uh, I, I think we're both kind of in the same boat where it's I I, I don't know what it was, but I, I think when I left the movie, I didn't feel like it was a satisfying ending. And, and I think my biggest issue with the movie was just the pace. I feel like it it had a good story, mm-hmm. but 
they were like, okay, we can tell this story in 25 minutes or we can stretch it to two and a half hours and just put a bunch of battle scenes and this and this and a bunch of random flashbacks and this and this and this to fill time. And it really did feel like you spent most of the movie with time fill and not anything adding to the, you know, The, the saga. The way I can try and explain it is this is a very safe movie. It doesn't try and do anything spectacular. It, what it does, it does well, but it's not trying to revolutionize it. And if I can try and give an analogy to the sports world that maybe some people will understand is it's sort of like the last stage of the Tour de France. Everyone knows who's going to win, but they still have to do this last stage. And that's sort of felt like what this was because, yes, there's the one little twist that will talk about momentarily with Rey and her lineage but other than that Star Wars has always been about the redemption arc and here does become come a spoiler so as soon as um, uh, Kylo Ren turned to the dark side corporate America being what it was and Star Wars being what it is you knew Ben Solo would turn away from the dark side it's the way the story had to end you knew that going in. That was what this movie would have been. Was You could have told that one from a mile away. The only thing that could have been a twist was one of those things that we saw in the trailer that had the internet buzzing when the first trailer came out. And that was Dark Side Ray. Yeah. But... And which, it, again, I think when that trailer came out and they show you that flash... I never once thought Ray was going to convert to the dark side. You see. Uh, because I, I was thinking to myself, if she's going to, they're not going to tease it. Yes, they're, but think about it. Then if they are going to show it to you, that's what they want you to think. That would have been the kind of thinking that I would have told you. Like, yeah, but maybe that's what they want you to think. Maybe they're Because there was that one um, uh, horror movie that came out ages ago where... Um, uh, they were going into a condemned um, uh, building that had a contamination and it ends with a lady being dragged away from the camera. And they showed that in the trailer. They yes. showed the last shot in the trailer. I know what movie you're talking about, Quarantine, yes. Yes, Quarantine. And they could have done something like that where they showed you how it ends. Well, not ends, but... A big you know, twist. A give, big, away, give, give away a big twist. Give a big Even twist. similar to Spider-Man where yeah. we saw... Uh, what's her name? Falling from the bell tower. Yeah. They were like, oh, you- we're watching Gwen Stacy die in the trailer. Yes. Uh, she's going to die in the movie. Yes. <laughs> and sure so enough, she it- dies in the movie. What I was hoping we could see, and I'll just get, give it away. Ray does not turn to the dark side. I was hoping we could see a double turn, though, to use a wrestling turn. That's where in the middle of a match, the guy who came in the bad guy leaves the good guy. The guy who came in the good guy leaves the bad guy. Oh. And that could have been fun to see Ray become the bad person and Ben become the hero. Yeah. No, that I could have been really fun. I, I would have I would have enjoyed that too. And that now, would have been a twist that while corporate America would have never allowed because Ray sells product. She does. For everyone, from all the little girls to adults everywhere, she sells product. Yeah. And that was never, they would never have allowed that to happen because she is too valuable of a asset. 
once again, going back to a wrestling um, analogy, there's a, a wrestler named John Cena who wrestling fans for better part of a decade have wanted to turn heel, but they'll never turn him bad guy because the man sells merch. Yeah, but do you blame... So so do you think it's because of the Disney tie? I think because... I mean, because let's face it, back in the 80s, when... Four, five, and six came out. Mm-hmm. They weren't caring about toys. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't developing characters. Saying we have to keep this character as long as possible because it's going to sell toys and kids are going to love it. And this and that and this and that. Um, of course, there was some characters that did sell toys. And um, when you watch those movies, yes, you watch Return of the Jedi. You're like, wow, this was to sell merchandise. Yes, by I was introducing say four, Ewoks five. and six. But you're watching A New Hope, and you're not thinking toys. No, four, and Episode four certainly was just a movie. Maybe even Episode five, although they certainly started caring about toys in Episode five and Episode six. They went and said, "Screw it, we're selling stuff." Make me a talking teddy bear. Yeah. And, and now you fast forward to where we're at now. And it's like how I exactly how I feel about Dio. Like there's a droid that gets his toys were out. DDA. Oh, Dio. Yeah. Dio. The, the his, little... toy, his toys have been out for, for months now. And you watch the movie wondering what is Dio going to add to the story. He's the voice of J.J. Abrams. That's all. He's the voice of J.J. Abrams, and he really doesn't add much of anything well, to the he's story. he's a deus ex machina that is able to guide them to where they need to go when every, when they screw everything up. But That's about it. Yeah. I mean, but again, he's there to sell more toys. Yes. He's supposed to be cute and sell toys. And but to yes. your point, um, I, I agree with what you're saying where they can't – they couldn't really do anything to screw up Ray's character because of – her being idolized by girls. She's the female lead. And this is and when you think about it, this movie and even the saga, Ray is the main character. Yes. This is oh, this is Ray Star Wars. This is a female Star Wars. Well, more saga. importantly, they couldn't have, well, they also couldn't have ended it. Let's say that was another reason why there was probably not as much tension, at least if you were to take a step back and think about it clinically. At the end of the movie, when it looked like they were about to lose, you knew that there was no way they were going to let the Emperor win. Because, once again, Damn. this is Disney. The good guys have to win, especially for the last story of the saga. Yeah. Because that's what corporate America is. That's why Ben Solo had to become good, because now they can sell the cool Kylo Ren bad guy badass toys and the kind of also cool Ben Solo toys. Yeah, and see, and that's that's where I that's where I I kind of still run into problems with this movie. Is you know, it, 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 it to the it just seems to be coming down to selling toys. And to me, I care more about the story. I care more about the writers wanting to write, wanting to write the story that they that's in their head. Writers are not sitting down saying, okay. Um, I have to write an awesome story, but I have these rules to follow, which is don't kill this character, don't mess with this character's, you know, uh, a path, and you know, keep in mind, you know, the who's the hero, who's not the who's the bad guy. How do we give people happy endings and blah blah blah? I, there's just like so many we rules that these writers have to follow, as opposed here. to somebody who just gets to write their like you could just sit down right now and write a movie you want to write. 
right. without anybody telling you what to do about it. Which episode? That's what episode four was. George Lucas just writing the movie he wanted to write, and he yeah. slowly gave in to the demands of corporate America. Yeah, the man. You know what? Rage Against the Machine had it right, man. They were awesome. <laughs> And by the way, I was listening to a Rage Against the Machine song on my way in here. Sleep Now um, Fire came on. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think that's where a lot of us are at now. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. I mean, it's not it's not on the Batman level uh, in my it. book. You know, I enjoy the Star Wars movies. I get excited about them. I like them, you know, but I can watch them just like I watch any other movie. You know, I could kind of watch them and and show a little criticism and and you know. Whereas I I understand and I sympathize with some of the hardcore Star Wars fans out there. They won't criticize. You know, they refuse to. They're gonna love every minute of every movie, and that's fine. And and you're entitled to do yes. that. Um, you know, but from my standpoint, I I'm more I'm becoming more and more anti of like. Disney putting their hands around this stuff because of the fact that like I feel like they're the writers are holding back the writers are being told what to do and what not to do all because of the whole we got to sell the toys we got to sell this we got to sell this and that's fine I get it man I'm a Disney fan I love going to Disney World I love going to all the parks I think it's cool I can't wait to go to Galaxy's Edge in March I'm excited about all of this stuff I'm going to build the droid, by the way. I've You're decided. You're not building a lightsaber? I nope. I'm doing the droid. By the way, one of the coolest things I got for Christmas this year is my dad made me a lightsaber stand. Oh. To put my stand in and mount it to the wall. It's awesome. Tell, tell your dad he can make me a droid stand. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I, I'm, I'm all in favor of that, but I just feel like Disney should just let them make the movies they want to make, you know? I, I mean, I, I we've talked about this before with the, some of the Marvel stuff, too, where I feel like... You know, Disney could be, you know, they could be killed. They could have killed off Captain America, you know, in Civil War. So I, I, but they didn't. Well, he got the happy ending. But they give him credit. They killed off Tony Stark. Yeah, but we all knew that was going to happen. I, I didn't feel like that was like a shocking kill. Uh, it would have been a shocking kill if he would have died midway through the movie. You know, not not some heroic, like, like killing, you know. I guess. Whatever. Anyways, well, we're not we're not here to talk about Tony no, Stark. No, we're not. So, but let's talk about. Well, let's talk about what at least passes for the twist, or at least the big reveal of this movie, and that is Ray's lineage. She isn't a Skywalker. She yep. isn't a Kenobi. And we and we thought she was a Skywalker. Actually, the title of the movie I thought was giving it away that she was going to be a St- Skywalker, but not a Kenobi either. Because there were a lot of people that thought with her British accent she might be a child of Obi Wan Kenobi. No, she is the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine, mm, which means which means at one point, probably while he was that gross, freaky version of him, Palpatine got freaky with someone. And now you have to think about that forever. Yep. I put that thought in your head. You're welcome. And even though I was excited to see Palpatine return, I think almost everybody's in agreement. We want to know how did he live? Well. How did he survive? And not to mention, how did, how, he, how did he remain hidden for 30 years or how many of our years have passed? So you mean, how did he survive getting thrown down a shaft? 
and being left for dead in a space station that exploded and then survived the crash. It's the dark side. He says so. The dark side magic um, uh, kept him alive. Okay. That's it. That's, that, that is the literal explanation from the movie. Just dark side magic. Yeah, it's alive. like the dark side has, has wonders, you know, or powers that you're not aware of. Or something. Yeah, I, re- I remember him giving that speech, but I was just thinking, okay... Remember, but now, not only that, but you have remained pretty much hidden, and nobody knows you're alive. Right. Remember that for um, thirty uh, something yes. years. Once again, going back to um, a great um, episode of Family Guy, something something dark side, something something. Yes. Yes, and that's the explanation. That's your only explanation you're going to get here. It it's a bit disappointing, and I suppose in terms of a reveal that. Ray is a Palpatine, and he wants to use her to live on forever in her young body. That's somewhat cool, although, once again, even though they do explain that by striking down the Sith Master, that makes her the Sith Master, she never really followed it. So that's one thing I've always disliked about Star Wars. You do one bad thing, one time, and then you're dark side forever. There's no going back unless you somehow get redeemed. Yeah. I, but all you have to do is do one bad thing and then you're hopelessly lost until you finally figure it out. Yeah. Usually when your family members help you out, like for Anakin when he saw his son being tortured or Ben when he saw his dad come back, which was, that was a fun t- thing to see was to see Harrison Ford show up again. Yeah. Although, I think he just showed up one day with it, because it looked like he just showed up with his normal hair and his, what would be Harrison Ford's normal five o'clock shadow. And he's like, you want me? This is how I look. You have to deal with it. (laughs) He just showed up for a day. So, I guess one of my problems with uh, Ray being um, the granddaughter of Palpatine is... She, throughout this this trilogy, the J.J. Abrams trilogy, mm-hmm. um, has had a connection with Kylo Ren, yeah. you know, and part of me is thinking, okay, if she's got this connection to him, you know, they're both Jedi, you know, they're both roughly the same age, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, they have to be related somehow for them to have that strong of a connection, well, and we keep seeing more of that connection, and then I'm thinking to myself, okay... Now she's the granddaughter of Palpatine, who's like the top dog when it comes to all things dark side. Yes. How does he not once get into her head? Well, and he knows a- she's alive. He he knows she's alive. I mean, he it's not like it's not like he's been in a coma or in you know some wax mold or molded into a wall or well, something. You know, he. Bit- I mean, I would think that he would have some connection to her. Even even if they would have teased something with a I don't know with a nightmare or something that she had when she was a little kid, you know. That's a great question because I never thought of that. Although, given how powerful he is, he still would have had been able to contact Ben Kylo Ren as well. So, and the real reason why she couldn't have been a Skywalker is because people got to ship Kylo Ren and um, Ray. Raylo people who want them to be boyfriend girlfriend and if they're cousins 
things get weird because they say, "Hey, man, hey, it's it's a galaxy far, far away. We don't judge. It's a galaxy, we don't we don't judge who you hook up with. It's okay, a galaxy far, far away, but it ain't Alabama. <laughs> it's not an Alabama far, far away. But who cares? I mean, that's that's the good thing about this fantasy sci-fi world is that you don't have to follow the same rules that we follow. Eh, it would be weird. There's, People would be weirded out. Yeah, but uh, so let's talk about that moment between Ray and Kylo, and I'm curious to see what your reaction was and what your theater's reaction was. So my Thursday night theater, that moment where they kissed, kind of awkwardly. Yeah. Most people in the theater was like, "Oh." That was kind of the reaction. Like yeah. people people just I mean, and I when I saw it, I was like, that seemed forced. Like it didn't seem like well, it was never- like a legit like like I have feelings for you moment. It, there was I mean, I get that like it, things were kind of building to possibly to that point over the three movies, the fact that they had this connection and yes. they would talk to each other in their heads and they would see each other. And and I was like, oh, they're like, I was actually thinking that the whole time they're going to end up being together. Yes. Um, But that moment didn't feel like the right moment. And it just like the way that was written and presented on screen, I was like, Oh, this doesn't seem right. You see, it. I agree. It, it didn't connect with me, but mine actually kind of liked it. For me, it never worked, but I was never one that was a Raylo supporter, to use the... The internet slang? The internet slang that all the kids are using. But, yeah, it. for me it didn't connect, but I understand why it had to happen, and... I will give it so the movie some uh, credit. They did kill Ben off right away. Yeah, and you'd think that. So we're not going to give the happily ever after you'd think with corporate America royal being wedding. With, yes, <laughs> you'd think with corporate America being what it would be, you'd think they'd want to keep them alive. So in case you know they could convince all of them to come back, they'd still have the option. But nope. Adam Driver's done with this franchise. In fact, while the title of the movie is Rise of Skywalker, all the real Skywalkers, dead. Yep. Leia, dead. Luke, dead. Ben Solo Skywalker, dead. They're all gone. Rey can take the name for herself, but she's not really a Skywalker. She's a fraud. That'd be like me running around saying I'm a Genota. So... About that moment, too. That was another moment that, to me, I, I just felt it was cheesy. Like, the kiss was cheesy, and that moment at the end. So, what's your name? Ray. What's your last name? I mean, what about, who's your, who are you? What's your name? Well, first That's of how all, you respond to that question. Yes. Like, I mean, I dare you, Brad. Go up to a stranger today at the grocery store and say, what's your name? No, your last name. Stupid. No, your last name. Like, is there, I, I mean, they're going to be like... Screw you! That That's a kick to the nuts in a call to the cops. Yeah, and well, first of all, so this random old lady on a camel yes. is like, what's your last name? And then she's like, Skywalker. And and it's like, really? I don't know. I just don't feel about that. I, I just, it's I just forced, don't, but it's... Sweet. It was, I mean, it was cheesy, but at the same time, I'm like, all right. So she's, I mean, if I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, she's taking the Skywalker name... Because she was raised by Skywalkers and she respects them more. 
and she just kind of like doesn't want to be tied to her real family. Eh. Also, you know, they're not there to stop her, but more it's to keep the Skywalker name alive while she goes out and does good as a Jedi with her new yellow lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, if she wanted to, because it's, I mean, she's going back down the drifter path where she's going to drift around and like collect robots and be stuff like like we be, saw. She's going to do go and do hero stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you could use that Palpatine name, you know, to your benefit. You'd be like, hey, you know, you know, Palpatine, I'm his granddaughter. So uh, why don't you just uh, give me all this over here? And I'll, t- I'll go ahead and take your ship now. Um, and then, and then we'll make me up. Use a force, take the keys away. I, I don't know. Like, you could. Well, there's the one. There's only one problem with your theory. She's a good guy. That's that's would be it. What you would do if, after everything? I'm a, what's your name? Metal John? Metal John what? Metal John Palpatine? Yeah. <laughs> like, give me your camel. <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> or, no. or, or what if what if instead, um, you know, what's your last name? And then you just use the force to, like, make the sand monster. And you're like. Whatever which, I want it to be. Got which, any more questions? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just powers. again, the cheese factor is really what what kind of like like pushed me pushed me back on it a little bit. Okay. Um, but you know, I I'm a big J.J. Abrams fan, and I remember my first thought after seeing the movie was like, man, I wonder if those internet rumors of these test screenings that like went like horribly wrong and got a lot of bad reviews if this was actually true or not. And I did look that up. And apparently, according to J.J. Abrams, they never tested this movie. They never did a test screening for an audience. So all of the internet rumors about them doing a test screening and like getting really bad reviews and then doing extra edits and reshoots and all, that's all false. Um, Because I was wondering if it was true. I was wondering, man, I was like, did they really have this movie botched even worse? And, and, patched it together to make it a an okay movie because that's the way i see it It was to me it was just an okay movie it was it wasn't great i didn't hate it um when i sit through it in theaters a second time i might i'm actually considering it it. i'm considering it there's you know i mean it's either that or maybe go see jumanji or something i I don't know like so i you know i i'm considering maybe giving it a second viewing um because Thing is, the first viewing, I, I was, a, I got a little exhausted with the movie just because I felt like they were just dragging things out. Because I'm like, okay, it's a pretty simple story, yeah. you know, just go on your mission and get it done. I mean, James Bond does like ten missions in one movie. <laughs> um, uh, I do want to ask you about one more scene, and that was probably the most predictable telegraphed scene of the entire movie, and that was of the space battle. The feeling you got, though, when Lando and the Millennium Falcon showed up with the world's largest of armada of junk ships. Oh yes, I uh, thought that was still a fun scene. I, I did think I did think that was fun it was too. The most predictable scene you could have seen coming that you knew going in the fleet that they had was going to get its ass kicked. Yes. Well. And the other thing, too, is going back to the trailer. The trailer did give that away. Yeah. We, they gave away that Lando was getting into the Falcon because we saw him piloting the Falcon yes. in the trailer. And everybody freaked out about it. Like, oh, my God, Lando's got the Falcon. That's awesome. 
And then you're kind of waiting the whole movie. And then, of course, in that moment, you're like, of course he's going to have the Falcon for the final battle. But there was some great stuff in there because you got to see Wedge Antilles in the gunner seat. Yep. <laughs> Just one quick scene. And my mother, who also saw it, asked me, who was that? I'm like, oh, that's Wedge. He was a somewhat biggish minor character from the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I... I Again, the cameos and stuff, and it was all – all that was cool. I mean, I, I, I love Lando, so it was cool to see Lando. I mean, it's nice to see uh, – um, I was really – well, Let me ask you a question here. What did you think about um, uh, the Chewbacca stuff near the end where you see Chewbacca getting loaded onto a ship, the ship takes off, and then – Ray and Kylo using the force to fight the ship and and then the ship ends up just exploding. I and, and, and 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 Ray's reaction and I instantly started thinking, Holy cow, do they just kill Chewbacca? I was like, that would be a badass That would have been awesome. That would have been a badass way to kill him because it would have been that heroic death. It would yes. have been like I and, 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 and that's the thing is with, with Ray, you could tell like her reaction to that was just like, Oh my god. I that I used the force and I just killed somebody I care about. I care about and 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 that would have been a good motivational like yes. a, a way to put her down a different path or the path to like doing good and not and doing everything she can to not use her force like like I was that's what I was saying I was like oh man she's gonna have that thing where she's gonna be like I refuse to ever use my force Which I have did. it as a gift I don't want to ever use it. Which and did. because she of that moment, the, she went to the island with Luke. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I was all like, "Oh my god, this is like what?" That was a badass moment, and but it then was it was like, little, "Oh, there was two but ships." Then Ten minutes. How did they confuse the two ships? That that was total BS. By the way, because <laughs> we saw the, she saw the him because loaded. something something dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about one more thing I really did like, and. Once again, it's one thing that kind of gets negated pretty quickly. Was C-3PO saying goodbye to his friends, even though that was in the trailer. When you see it in the proper context, I'll admit, I get a little weepy. Just a, Not me. Just a tiny bit. He's just a droid, Brad. He's just a droid. He's just a stupid droid. But his um, uh, first time booting with his new memory and... In the 15 minutes you get with him being blank C-3PO and experiencing everything all over again, that was a hoot. Yes, that was. No, there was definitely some funny moments uh, with, with C-3PO. And, um, you know, I feel like C-3PO and R2-D2 have always provided some comic relief. Yes. And, and they continue to do that. And uh, they've definitely got uh, some really good material they use on those robots. I mean, mm -hmm. for them to not rust at all. <laughs> They, they're constantly oiled. But I suppose we should come to a close of this episode of the Hillcrest Duo. I do want to talk about one more thing about Star Wars, because one of the reasons why I was late getting here today was I've been playing Star Wars Fallen Order on Xbox One, Ooh. which is a game that is set in between um, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. You play as one of the Jedi who survived Order 66. And you talk about abusing force powers. Oh, 
What do I go about abusing force powers? Using force pull to bring a stormtrooper to me and then just running him through with a lightsaber? Oh, like the Mortal Kombat scorpion thing? Like, they, get over here. Yes, yeah, so you use the force power, they're right in front of you, and then you just go to their chest and they fall down dead. So you're a bad Jedi? No, you're a good Jedi. It just doesn't worry about the morality system in this game. You're just running around doing whatever you want. Knock them off a ledge, watch them fall to their death. It's hilarious. So how, how do you like the game? It's great. I don't know if you've ever played these kinds of games. They're based. It's based on the Dark Souls games, which are uber hard games. Where These are the games where, if you've ever seen the meme on the internet, Get Good, G-U-D, is based off of. So, it had, while this game actually has an easy mode, which... I finally acquiesced and went to probably around three-fourths through against this boss that had killed me about 20 times. <laughs> but basically, there's only four modes, and it's, it's, it's real fun. If you can just rent it or can, you can ever get it cheap, I'd get it just because you'll have fun experimenting with lightsaber powers eventually. Just a hoot and a half. And it's got a pretty good story as you run around trying to stop the... Uh, Galactic Empire. What do they do? They have anything special for multiplayer? Or no, online? it's a single player only game. It's a story based game. Oh. So, if it were the days of Blockbuster, you could go rent it, play it for the weekend, beat it, and return it. But sadly, those days are gone because of Netflix. Yeah. Well, there's still family videos out there. There's there one, are. There's one down the street here, actually. I was I, I actually I have been tempted because the family video uh, in Donner's Grove here down the street, um, they also have a pizza place that's like built into it. So it's yeah. like a family video and like a pizza place. Mm-hmm. And I've been tempted to just try their pizza. So I was like, maybe I'll stop in there, get a pizza to go, and then I'll just like walk around the family video and, and, I, and, I... and get some memories of old times of walking through a video store. <laughs> Where I go on vacation sometimes, up in Ludington, Michigan, they have a family video. Although up there it makes sense because there are so many cottages that don't have internet or any kind of cable television. Going to the video store to actually rent something yeah, makes sense. And I, I know we're wrapping up here. Um, just one more. Since you mentioned video, I have to I have to say this. I was uh, rewatching one of our favorite Christmas movies, uh, Home Alone, uh, on Christmas Eve, and I just uh, a few little things that I've noticed about that movie. Uh, one, when Marv is talking about breaking into the McAllister house, he's yeah. like, "Oh man," he goes, "That's the money house. They got to have everything: jewelry, stereo systems, VCRs." I'm like. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That's dated. They're VCRs. And then when Kevin is watching Angel with Filthier Souls, he's watching this on probably the crappiest TV possible. Like a little 15, he's got like a little 15 inch Zenith or something. And it's like, it's sitting on like a, like a nightstand. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, your dad is one of the richest guys in the Chicago suburbs with this million dollar, $2 million mansion. Paying for his whole family to fly to Paris. Including his brother-in-law. And, and, brother. and, and really, I actually took note of this watching the movie. I want to like look for things of value in the house. And I can't what find does nothing. his father do? Well, his mom does something seamstress. Because remember, he's got all the mannequins and stuff yeah. in the basement. But 
I'm like, what do they have that's actually valuable in the house? Like, do they, they don't have anything nice. They didn't even have like a nice paintings or nothing. They had just common everyday stuff you could buy at Walmart or Target. And, and they had this crappy TV, but they lived in this big mansion. And I don't care. The movie took place in the early 90s. A 15-inch Zenith was not a big TV. Zenith television. Anyways, that's my closing okay, thought. But, um, I'm Star Wars. That's my closing thought. Okay, but <laughs> this has been the Hillcrest deal. We talked about Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. All the Skywalkers are dead. Raise a phony. If you see anyone calling themselves a Skywalker, you tell them, you're a liar and a fake. I am Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. He is Metal John. And I'm on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back with another podcast real soon.